Welcome to our third episode of the Paragon Path, Archers Go Farther. We have tonight with us Baron Squire Vincent Bashtool, Baron Squire Aiden, and Aeolus to talk about the ways you can improve your archer game. All right, we are live. We are recording. Um, so thank you everyone for coming to our third episode of the Paragon Path. Um, this is the archer one. I haven't come up with a name for it yet. They've all been... Uh, an internal rhyme of some kind and I haven't got a good one with Archer so we'll work on that at some point tonight um, but with us today we have two of our Paragon Archers and I'll have them introduce themselves Aiden's in the top uh, part I am, <laughs> I am Aiden uh, from Mystic Dawn of Polaris I have been in the game since 2007 so a long time Well, I'm Vincent Bechtool. I'm from Icehaven, been in since 2009, and the years are blending together at this point, and I don't remember when I got my Paragon. It was a while ago. I was there. I remember that. I remember being there, too, <laughs> but well. <laughs> glad you were there. That's a good thing. Um, all right, so to start off, we always want to make a uh, kind of rubric for what everyone is looking for. Now, obviously, none of us are monarchs at the moment so we can't hand out paragons but as paragons we can kind of set a standard for what we'd like to see in the next upcoming paragons so mm -hmm. for you what is the difference between a good player a good level six and a paragon well for me um a level six is somebody who knows their abilities they can send a bunch of arrows down range more or less hit people um, but a paragon knows when to use what arrow and can send them exactly where they need to go. So there's both the knowledge component, the tactical component, and the skill component of shooting the bow. Yep. Uh, I think a like a level six is somebody who has access to all of the class abilities, but a paragon is somebody who's an expert at using all of those abilities. All right, that makes sense. So that's what we've got set up for us. Um, moving to our next question, and this is where, if you haven't joined us before, this is a lot more meta and tactics than like specific abilities. We will talk about some specific abilities, but most of this is going to be broader sense. Um, so our first question is, where does the archer fit on the battlefield? Roles, positioning, kind of the meta that where it fits, um, things it's good at, things it's not good at. I uh, I don't think there's really any set space uh, for the archer. There are many different roles that they could be playing. You can be 50 yards, back, 50 feet back, shooting behind the lines, or you can get right up in people's faces. It's about knowing uh, when to do which. Yeah. All right. Um, personally, for me, the way I always play it... Um, I'm the guy who takes out the support people. Like, I'm never the guy who's picking off a warrior six different times to make him go down. I'm the guy who's shooting the healer that comes to sh to heal the warrior or the druid that's heart of the swarm or whatever like that. Mm -hmm. It's For me, it's mainly um, just taking out the the support structure of the team then the whole thing falls apart. Mm -hmm. True. Um, in larger battle games where you have, you know, 
uh, I mean, at keep two years ago, we had 60 some archers on the field. What, how does that affect your like tactics involving? If you have that opportunity to, you know, actually volley with some people, are you going to play into that or try to stand out from everyone? I typically don't go for the volley. In my opinion, you're either going to hit somebody in the head or miss. And that makes up about 70% of where your your volley is going. Um, I'd prefer to wait until they're a bit closer before I can actually make shots that count. <laughs> We've got Naolis. He's still muted, but he's there here. He is. is that better? Yes, there. Here we go. Hello. <laughs> uh, introduce yourself Hello. real quick. Um, Eolus from Ethereal Tides. Um, Paragon Archer for oh, a couple years now but with covid i don't know what really counts <laughs> um so that's me <laughs> um we're talking about uh our first question our, our where does archer fit on the battlefield do you have any input well, on wherever you want to put them wherever you want to put them yeah um i mean it, it's it's a really versatile class um it's amazing how many different how many different ways people play it and everything else. I tend to be a mid-ranged or frontline archer, um, but um, I've seen people effectively play wherever they want. I personally am mid-range frontline myself. That's that's. It seems like we have kind of the gambit here because I know Ben stands a little bit farther back. He's got that long-range shot that he does. Aiden, I've seen you run archer on a Phoenix League field which is similar to what Aeolus does. You're up front, you're in the middles, you're, you're yeah. kind of like three feet from the front line, but not, you know, standing at someone's face with a stick. Um, right, like <laughs> I can definitely do distance, but I don't mind getting up close with, with a bow. Yeah. Right. Um, it's, it's very interesting, the, the very big change. Like a lot of people assume, um, looking at the classroom and outside, if they haven't played it, oh, you're supposed to stand back, you know, way back there with the the red spot healers and the bard playing song of power and do that but i mean we've all seen very active heal uh, very mm -hmm. active archers running and and playing at all ranges i know one thing that gets more and more common as you get better is you'll get your team to say okay you take care of these three people or your job is this or your job is that um some of the battle games you get really specific where you have sucks but you have people you concentrate on because someone needs to control those people and with the ranges and everything else you have with archery you really depending on what special arrows you're using mm -hmm. um yeah i get told to go after the white with silver <laughs> 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 yeah um we're going to move one of our questions, actually, because we're, we're hitting on the recommended tactics and target acquisition. So we're going to skip over our third question and jump to the tactics because we are talking about picking and choosing targets um, and moving. You know, we don't necessarily, as, as archers, you guys don't move the field necessarily as much, but you do control the field in a very personal way from, you know, possibly 50 feet back. Um, so what are some recommended tactics that you guys have seen or have done that works really well as an archer? Well, you saying that, that, uh, you don't really move the field, uh, the, an archer with enough intimidation can entirely move the field. Mm -hmm. Uh, just having a bow and being within 30 feet of people, they will start moving the other way. 
The sharks and yep. the minnows? Yep. Okay. Oh, yeah. One of my favorite things is just holding an arrow, not even drawn back, and just walking at people. You can shove entire groups. You don't even need the spell. It, it work. If it if it works, it works. It's hard. It's hard to argue against. I mean, I'm I'm thinking back. You guys have done that a couple times, and it's not mm-hmm. an active spell you're using. You're just like, I have a bow. I I've done it with no arrow knocked, just the bow. Like <laughs> I don't have threat. an arrow, and people start moving away. Yep. That that's a fantastic threat. He might have right an there. arrow behind his back. Oh no. <laughs> It the works. other side of that too is that um, there are times too where two or three players from the opposite team are told to suppress you as the archer, so you can really move those select people to whatever side you need them on. Um, if you need them out of the way on the left, they move to the right, and um, they will move with you. Um, so a lot of times, paying attention to who's paying attention to you can really you can really monopolize on that. Some very if, if catch it. Uh, counter tactics, planning, espionage kind of mm-hmm. thing, where you're you're seeing a reaction, changing and reacting that reaction, and making what you want to happen happen, which is ultimately what paragons in our game are supposed to be able to do. Is they're mm-hmm. they're controlling the field, they're doing better than everyone else, essentially. Um, so we touched on the target acquisition a little bit there. What are some of your primary targets? I mean, obviously the people going after you or the ones that you've been told to suppress or deal with, but are there any targets that really stand out? Healers. <laughs> Druids. Shields, armor, groups of people. Pretty much anyone that your other teammates are afraid of. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's... That's interesting. The if I mean, it does make a lot of sense because you have the range on it. Because I mean, as a spellcaster, we have you know standard about twenty feet, and then a fifty footer, and those don't always work. But with an arrow, you've got I mean, especially with some of the skills that you guys have, you've got fifty, sixty, seventy feet if you really want to push it. Higher, yeah, <laughs> going higher than that. Right. Yeah. You got a hundred, two hundred feet. What are we talking? <laughs> 150, 150, 160. That's a lot of range. That is. It is, and they have to stand still. (laughs) (laughs) The thing is, we also have a bunch of specialty arrows. We also have answers for every one of those things. We have have answers for armor. We have answers for shields. We have answers for groups of people. We have answers for people who are are insubstantial. We have everything. Yeah. Mm. Nothing's more fun than taking a druid who enchanted the heck out of himself and is walking up like he's hot stuff and you just peg him right in the chest with a phase arrow. Yep. Just, yep. <laughs> <laughs> just ignore it. Just go right through. Or yep. a group of people with shields and you bounce that arrow off of the ground and then each one of those shields and they're all broken now. Yep. Broken or pinned. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> shields are... Uh... Giant targets, I've been told. Like, mm-hmm. there's multiple times I've been running around as a bard, and someone just says, Don't bring the shield if you're going against archers. They'll just hit it. Your song doesn't protect against it, song of uh, deflection. So just run without it, and you'll be yep. a smaller target most of the time. Um, so, At the very least, a more immune target. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the, there's other ways to get around it, but it's still not perfect 
Um, okay, so uh, going back to our other question because we you know rearranged our questions a little bit because this is a discussion. It's going to change. It's going to be alive. Um, what are skills you guys think uh, you want to focus on in game to get better? Really, at a certain point, um, you, you got to start teaching teaching other people because then you evaluate your own form as you help them advance um at a sp certain point there's you can't exercise anymore you hit that plateau that's that's where you start teaching and sharpening that way to me anyway mm -hmm. you guys i know one um, comment from i see with archers coming up um is you get so focused that you lose situ situation awareness um, and you get blindsided a lot. Um, people roll you a lot. Um, so whether you're doing a turret, gun, or whatever, learning how to be really aware of what's going on around you and not pinpoint super. Because as you get more accurate and you take those longer shots, you do focus. So working on what's going on around you all the time, really something you can strive to get better. Uh, one skill that I think is really important when you're an archer learning single sword you can't hit someone with your bow <laughs> I mean you can but they get mad <laughs> as, a, as an archer you yes. are also a target like people people will charge after you and you need to be able to use a use a sword yeah that's um, it's an interesting point because it it is actually happening more in the south there are a lot of sword knights that are going towards archer and druid with a bow so they don't have to work during battle games they can work during tournaments but during that battle game they've got a bow and if you come to stick them well they're a sword knight <laughs> so, yeah it's it, you lose either way you, you got to deal with them a different direction that's a really good point to to work on yep. single um now correct me if i'm wrong it is you are allowed more than a single sword. You can have as up to as many as you want to carry. Yep. Yep. But then you'd have to drop your bow, obviously. <laughs> or if you've got you know the fancy hand crossbows that got the strap or anything, you can just drop it and go to stick. Um, you don't have to drop it. Just hold it behind your back. That's true. Um, if you're going, if you're going to do dual wield, yeah. Oh yeah. 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 But that's a that's a point I think people probably forget that you are still allowed to wield short swords or short weapons of any kind that you want that aren't hinged so use use your entire uh uh library of of weapons and equipment oh yes definitely keep keep them with you i always have a sword and a dagger hold on a second okay um oh okay so <laughs> I lost my train of thought. We're back. We're good. Uh, moving on to our next question. Um, this is something that I think is really important, and it does touch on the, the teaching point you talked about earlier, Vincent. Um, when we start getting to a certain point, either in Path of the, the Warrior or in Paragon Hood, <laughs> you start getting to a point where you are worth four or five people on a field, and you have to tone it down, um, but you still want to get better. What are some things that you guys 
have done or seen on the field that you can do to continue helping your park grow and having fun, but also you yourself grow as a, a paragon or becoming a paragon? Go the distance. <laughs> um, no, I mean, like, go as far away from people as you can and just work on your distance shots. Like, go as far as you accurately can. That way, it's going to slow you down so you're not decimating an entire team in four or five seconds. You've got to pick and choose, and you're going to miss more often, just by default. People move. Playing without special arrows, I might do that different game. It makes a huge difference as far as not having that for arrows. I do special things. It makes you think about things a lot different. Yeah. Uh, our game right now is all about balance. I think that you really need to be able to decide between winning and everybody having fun. If you notice that you winning is ha making other people not have fun, then maybe it's time to put down the bow for a little while or find a different way to use it so that there's better balance in the games. Yeah. Yeah, we are ultimately here to make everyone have fun or as many people as possible have fun. Um, did I just freeze? No, Discord. It is a buggy piece of software at times. All right. I think, uh, I think it came the back. Best, it's really the worst. Yay, we're back. Okay. Luckily, I can fix this in post. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, I just want to make sure OBS is still recording. Good, it is. All right. Great. You don't have video, though, John. Uh, how about now? Nope. I can see the video. Oh, you yeah, can? I can hear you just fine. I've got video on my screen. Is it me? Oh, there it goes. <gasps> <It's you. laughs> Sometimes you got to click into it. It's just me. <laughs> um, all right. <laughs> Sorry, let me get reset. Okay, there we go. We're... We were doing uh, how to play and not ruin people's fun. Um... Balance. Oh, no, I've got to get the window capture back up. Hold on. Sorry. <laughs> Good job. There we go. Okay. Balance. Uh, yes. Keeping everyone... Keeping everyone to ha Keeping everyone on the same page of having fun. Not, you know, playing the, the shoot someone in the leg and move on because legging and leaving is not a nice tactic. But it is effective, but not nice. I would say it's a great tactic for large battle games. Because then a healer's going to come along, or at least they're more likely to. Oh, like a and then you can shoot. Um, oh. But in small-scale games, the leg them and leave them stuff, is, it's not fun. I hadn't thought about baiting healers. Oh, yeah, it's my favorite thing. <laughs> it is the best. Just, just <laughs> leg someone that's important, and then wait for the healer to come, and then kill the healer. Great. Mercy killed the leg. I learned that. Too. I learned that from the guy in the movie Shooter. <laughs> All right. Real life bleeding in. Um, uh, equipment. So archers have probably some of the most sensitive and important to be safe equipment on the field. Um, what do you guys recommend bow-wise? How to keep like 
anything that involves equipment, how to, you know, keep care of it, make sure it's maintained. Um, I will put the little, the little bit on the end of, um, is crossbow archer viable or is that just more of a niche fun thing? I would say it is viable. If you're an in-your-face archer and not looking for super long distance, crossbow is a great option for you. But the flip side is an archer with a recurve or a long bow or even a short bow can hit those long shots and the short shots. Mm-hmm. And speed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can lose five arrows easily for one cross. Typical. Oh, right. true. It just it's that much. It is a it is a, I mean that's always been the argument of crossbow versus bow. The bowman can, although it takes a lot more skill and time to get to that point that you can shoot you know five shots, anybody can pick up a crossbow. Um, mm-hmm. But it is it is part of our game, so we've got to we've got to discuss it. Um, equipment care maintenance, uh, kinds of arrows because there are two major kinds that i've seen we've got a flat head and we've got the rounded head um what what are the differences really in that i'm not a good archer but aeolus can uh attest i am mediocre at best <laughs> you do better than you think <laughs> I'm yeah, the round head ones, yeah the round head ones are definitely uh definitely better they fly straighter they have le- less wobble I mean, in Ampcard, we spent years and years trying to find the perfect arrow ahead, and like the the group has pretty much landed on these two main shapes. Yeah, yeah. They bounce. That's a yeah. Big, we're big talking big like stone. on my long distance shots. You're talking like a sixty foot difference between the two head types. Mm-hmm. It's just night and day. Mm-hmm. So the rounded arrow types, we like those now. Uh, those are much harder to get your hands on it feels like partially because the stop sign the octagon or hexagon shaped arrows are very readily available in dag and as long as they use a different foam than they normally do they're legal in our game yeah (laughs) amazon amazon yeah and now those are uh i'm spacing on the name what are they called uh they're like Gamma balls, yeah, but okay. not the uh, open cell ones. These are the closed cell ones. Okay. Yep. Closed cell gamma balls. Sweet. Closed cell gamma balls to get that rounded front cover or that rounded front tip so that you have a better shot overall. Aerodynamics. Yeah. Yes. Physics and fun things. Um, yeah. Bow maintenance. So I've got two bows. One of them is fiberglass and was $35 because I'm willing to block a shot with that one. The other one is wood and I don't want it to break. But mm-hmm. maintaining your bow, keeping like – that is a very important part, obviously. We always want to maintain our equipment. But bows are something that I don't think everyone knows the maintenance about or any of the like real tips and tricks to keep that bow in prime condition. Well, speaking from the perspective of a takedown fiberglass um... – you don't want to take it all the way apart every time, but you do want to loosen the limbs if it's going to be sitting for a while. Because those screws will eventually start cracking the uh, layers. Every bow, you want to take it 
take the string off after every single use. End of the day, string comes off. Uh, I prefer to keep mine in an oiled cloth because that keeps it from getting dry and brittle. I pretty much only run fiberglass now. Trust them better. Um, they're more all weather. Um, humidity doesn't seem to affect them as much. Uh, wax your strings. Huge difference. You wax your strings. It's messy. I'm a pain in the butt. It'll, uh, it'll make them last way way longer, and they'll they'll shoot a lot better. Yeah. Um, there's actually a special wax. Um, it's dirt cheap. Up any bowl. But I really have gone to fiberglass. Um, I'm a horse bowl guy, so um, Ollie Bow has a lot of really good horse bows that are upper class. Um, weights and their weights tend to be pretty good. Um, Amazon has uh, with it's a horse longer horse you see a lot of people use, and the weights are really good on that one. The name of it off the top of my head, I've got one of those as well, too, for a longer. Um, I I shot it from wood. Um, also from a, um, you know, letting other people use your bow perspective, mm -hmm. I would hand over, I see Aiden shaking his head, um, but <laughs> just a no, <laughs> <laughs> I do frequently let other people try out my bow, use my bow, stuff like that. But I have a fiberglass bow. If I had a wooden bow, I would not be letting people use it because you overdraw a wooden bow. It, they don't survive. Mm -hmm. I, we actually had somebody at Ice Haven who had a really, really nice, like, antique bow. It had belonged to their grandfather or something like that. They're like, he, they handed it to some random newbie that walked up, and they're like, oh, yeah, crack. Oh. <laughs> it that was is unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah, I use all only wooden bows, and... It's not that I think that it's going to break while they're holding it. It's just that I know that it could, and I don't want to be responsible for that. It's more likely to. Yeah. It's a, it's what an investment. Guys, what are you guys using? Yeah. Hmm? What are we using? Carbon fiber or fiberglass, or what are you guys using? Uh, for, for my bow, it's fiberglass takedown. It's a PSE Razorback. I used to use the old Buckeye, but they discontinued it. Made me sad. How about your uh, your arrow shaft? Oh, arrows. Sorry, yeah, you've been cutting in and out a little bit. Um, no, nah, no worries. Um, I use, personally, the Gander Mountain Tech Hunter, which I know you can't get anymore. And it made me sad, but I bought out their entire stock. <laughs> So I have probably about another 60 of these ready to go. Now these are screw screw in tip fiberglass yep. with uh I've noticed they've got the smaller yeah the the cap there make sure you've got your nice uh disc yep. at the top. Use machine machine screws. Yeah. Um I've noticed that a lot of the higher end archers use smaller fletching. Like they're not as long but they're they're wider. Yeah. Have you guys seen that that, that is a, affects it more or not really? I don't think it affects it much. 
but I've noticed that these little guys don't get damaged as much. No. <laughs> That's a good good point. Make yep. sure that your equipment doesn't need repair every 30 seconds. Yes. Um, so some other uh, equipment that I would highly suggest. Uh, uh, interchangeable covers for your arrows. Yeah. Yes. Like, especially if you play sniper at all, having quick change covers is amazing. Now you're talking for quick change off the field, so that when you come to the field, you have your, your correct amount of arrow covers. Well, I mean, unless that's you're sniper, for yeah. every other every other level. But once once you get to six and you get sniper, no, it's on the field. You can literally switch out your arrows. Yep. Okay. That is sniper is amazing. Yep. It's a good point because it is I've no. Seen a lot of guys, yeah. Hmm? I've seen a lot of guys using the flu flus now, um, and they are. And I I played around with them. I've got probably a, a dozen. Of them. Um, they seem to be a little more accurate. Um, they are a little bit slower, um, but they're they're just a lot more fragile. You need to store arrows and quiver, the round side down and everything else. So you can't carry as many anything else. Mm -hmm. um, and they're way more expensive. And then the shafts themselves are aluminum, so when they get stepped on, yeah. Um, I use carbon fiber myself for my, and in between each game now, I always check my shaft. I'll give them all a wiggle, and sometimes it carries 60, 70 shafts, so it'll take a while. Um, I make sure the heads are on, make sure the shafts are solid. Uh, we had an incident in an indoor gym where, during a game, someone had stepped on one of my shafts, and I recovered it, pulled it on my quiver later on in the game, pulled back, and when I released, the head broke off. Oof. And it actually pierced the shield, the core to shield. Um, Scary moment, very, very, very yeah. scary moment. So, every in between every game, I check everything's mm -hmm. solid, shafts are good. Um, I even tune if you spin your arrow, you can actually tune your head a little bit to get a little more accuracy out of it. Um, but I think the importance of always checking your gear, especially your arrows, you can't put enough importance. That would have been that could have been really, really bad. It happened, yeah. It's one uh, other thing. Hmm? No, go, go, yeah. Oh, one other thing I wanted to bring up in regards to arrows is the spine of the arrow, which refers to the amount of flex that it has. Because we have heavier heads on the arrows, you need a little stiffer spine than the rating <laughs> of your bow. Mm -hmm. So, like, my arrows are all rated for a 45 to 60 pound bow. And that tends to negate the wiggle that tends to throw a uh, an arrow off course a lot sooner. Makes sense. It's a, it's yeah. We're we're kind of retrofitting and making some bootleg materials to to make mm -hmm. our arrows safe. And uh, it's been said in other games that our arrows are the most dangerous part of our game. And I would agree to the point of that. There's no courtesy padding on an arrow, but otherwise. I think we're fine. I mean I would agree to the point that an open celled arrow has no velocity to it. <laughs> that's, that's, that's true. You could like just catch dag arrows without trying yep. because there's just these giant stop signs moving. You're just shooting a pillow at somebody at that yeah. point. Right. I mean if they're not looking, great, but yeah. I like our speed in our game. And that's a big thing of our game is that we don't have weighted weapons. 
our our swords are feather like just no weight at all so the speed yeah. makes a difference I don't we are the Nope, cool. I'm sorry. Oh, I was going to make a joke, so go ahead. <laughs> um, I'm notorious for tearing, tearing my arrows apart when I make them, I batch them. Um, so mm -hmm. I'll make a dozen at a time and I'll batch them so I know I record how I did it, what I changed, everything else. Um, I'm notorious for fairly often. And another danger with the game with, with archery is people don't inspect. They, th they think they make an arrow and it's going to last a year. Huh. And no. If you are a competent archer, your 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 typical arrowhead is going to last. I mean, anywhere from a month to two months, depending how how fast you fire, um, and what you're. Um, the penny capping, uh, that camp pad. You see arrows that are camp pad with penny capping and everything else, and by the rules and everything else. I've gone through one of those in a. Um, Sorry, you cut out there for a second. We Sorry, missed, was that? We missed what you just said. You cut out for a second. Yep. Oh, um, I've gone through the, the, the camp pad penny cap before in a day of park. Yeah. It's a it's, tournament it's, arrow. <laughs> you, 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 need, you need to be aware of what's going on with your with your head. So tear them apart, one, at least one in a batch periodically and everything else. That's what makes, I think, archery as dangerous in our game as it can be. Yep. In fact, aren't responsible about your gear. I mean, you can't have, you can't. You really need to be responsible. Yeah, we are we are playing a game that has danger involved. We are hitting each other with sticks or shooting each other with arrows at, I don't know, some yeah. stupid speed. And we've got to protect ourselves. The flip side of that is keeping your arrows in better maintenance is probably going to give you a better shot overall. If your yeah. arrow's getting loose, it's probably not firing the same. I know for one of mine, I it started the the head started rotating and the shot went like I just put that one off to the side because I'd, I'd fire and it just way off to the left or way off to the right. Um, Same uh, thing with your fletchings. Yeah, I've gone now to using the quick fletching. So if I have a fletching that's starting to go bad, I tear them all off and I. Just, um, oh, the sleeves. Yeah, yeah, those are great. They hold, up, they hold up well. They're easy to put on, um, yep. and they keep you. Mm -hmm. um, Cena made the point that uh, keep on the borderlands is pretty bad when it comes to Reeves either not bothering to check arrows or just not knowing how to check an arrow correctly, um, <laughs> or checking too hard. Yeah, but. all I yeah I remember you told me about that that all your bow and your arrows all got thrown off for. Yep like a because, shot at five feet or like a full draw at five feet yeah into somebody's kidney That's like therefore <laughs> yeah it was um a dag player or a bell player i don't remember which that got pulled into reeve and check weapons and that's how they opted to check all of my arrows yeah that's i mean that's not good for their kidney that's also not the right way to check our arrows or like, anybody's arrows like no. why would you do that you really want to beat up your kidney <laughs> i mean the way we drink <laughs> internal external spot, please <laughs> all right any other points on equipment because it is a big factor that uh any In any class that uses a bow needs which especially archer oh quiver 
quiver. Find yeah. the quiver you like. I still have not. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was the guy? Um, something tails. Oh, he was oh. at keep as a vendor. Uh, nope, I can't remember. Can't do it. I, I'd have to look him up and like post it in the comments or something like that. Send it to me. It'll he, get in the YouTube chat. Oh yeah. Golf bags for life. Golf bags for life. <laughs> I used my golf bag for so long, but um, I have one quiver that I wear on my back from Shorty. Um, that's it is held up amazingly. It's partially water hardened leather so it doesn't collapse in on itself and also it's curved so it keeps the arrows under a slight tension it's and they don't fall out have, right no not the green one um this is the dark brown one okay the green one was an old golf bag <laughs> okay <I'm gonna> <laughs> that's <laughs> That's, yeah. I have noticed that the ba- the back ones tend to always be bad. Like it's hard to move around with arrows here. It's like it's mm-hmm. got to be on the hip with some type of weight in the bottom. Yeah, I do both. So Aeolus, you have like a trash bucket on your back when you run around. <laughs> um, I use the cement forms um, from the hardware store from Menards or whatever. Um, one tube actually cut in half, and you have two. And I've got modular where I can do up to four together, so I can carry 75 to time if I want, or I can carry just 25 to 30 if I just want to break it down to one. I can really vary how I do it. And then um, for my specialty arrows, I keep them on my hip, on my belt, um, and I use, it's a, a drill holder, a cordless drill holder. You can get them at Harbor Freight for like 10 bucks in the hammer area. Um, I'm making some leather ones because I want it to look a little nicer. Um, but they work great for my special arrows. All my special arrows will fit in that They're right there on my um, – I'm only 5'5", five five, so I run into some problems that other people don't run. Like I stab my foot constantly with my special arrows. <laughs> I can't carry along because I have nowhere to put it. So right. I stick two daggers on my back underneath actually my quiver. Um, but that's how I do that modular. It's actually a covered um, cement for doing cement Mm-hmm. I might try to. I use. I use. I'm gonna try to grab some photos that because I I I've seen it many times because we go to the same park, but it's a really neat uh, way to do it and it works mm-hmm. pretty well. It does stick out really far. Here's my. This is the. For my specialty carry on my my hip on my side, works pretty well, and then here. Here's one on my back. This is only a double. <laughs> So that's one of my doubles. Um, and... Look, looks like something you'd wear to go fight heresy. They <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all shoot at once. Here's a single. So the singles are a lot smaller. Um, I've got a quad, right? A four two. Yeah. It does slow you down a bit, but cardio is good. <laughs> cardio is good get you used to running with arrows on your hips or your backs or wherever especially for playing running gun i i can't do a quiver i'm bad at it i just hand grab like a a plebe where i have like four arrows in my hand and a bow and i'm just pulling from that i look terrible but i've (laughs) seen people be very effective with that but eh, it's not for me at the I have very tendonitis. Least, <laughs> at the very least, get a get a hammer, a hammer, a hammer loop. I'm gonna have to belt. look into that. 
you can hold like three or four of them in there easily. Mm -hmm. And as long as you keep your hand on when you're running, yeah, they won't pop out. Okay, that's good to know. I'll have to look into something like that. Um, any more equipment? Oh, um, do not rest your bow on either of the horns at the ends. Okay. The thing where the string goes. I can't yeah. remember the name of it right now. Um, what will happen is the ground will basically sandpaper off any of the fiberglass resin or, you know, the wood sealant, whatever, and you'll end up getting dust particles in between the layers of wood or fiberglass. You will self-destruct your bow. <laughs> so rest it on your foot if you're putting yes. it in that case. Okay. Just more maintenance things. Extra strings. Um, I love beaver balls. They make your shot so much quieter. Mm -hmm. um, so much quieter. They slow it down just a little bit. The noise difference. Uh, you know, it's especially. I hope you cut out for that last bit again. Uh, yeah, we got like one like word. Or something like that. Okay. Uh, where you want to be especially quiet. Uh, they, they actually do make it a lot quieter. Awesome. Beaver balls. Okay. Um, for those that don't know, they're the little fuzzy balls. They, I think they normally come in like a strip of fab, a strip of fabric or leather with uh, the fuzz on it, and then you wrap it around yeah. and tie it up. Mm -hmm. um, on Amazon, they're actually called beaver balls. <laughs> cool. We have an official Amazon link we can put in there. Um, uh, we'll move on to our next question. Um, so this is a debate that's been going around kind somewhat recently some people are unhappy with the 52 credit path to get from one to six um or 53 credit path to get to one from a six uh where for most people it takes a year six months to a year to level from one to six do you guys think that having that somewhat slow progression is important for people to learn their their abilities and things i think for some classes yes for a class like Archer, not really. I mean, take like a healer or a wizard or any of them that have a large spell list to choose from. Leveling slowly might help them more because it would give them more time to learn spells at each level rather than going for, you know, the 60-odd spells there are all at once. Mm -hmm. But a class like a Archer, Scout, warrior any of the martial martial classes really they don't really benefit from that slow leveling because there's yeah. like 10 abilities i mean true <laughs> <laughs> and with archer so much of it is stuff you develop you typically develop on your own i mean yeah. i i during when amp guards going on um three to five times a week at least uh, my fire you're constantly shooting. You're constantly improving by yourself. You don't need park to improve yep. and leaps and bounds. With so many drills you could do on your own, and a lot of it is the you can have someone with the same ability with bad gear, same ability with good gear, and it makes a night and day difference. Unfortunately, it is a really yep. it's like warrior in that fact where you you've got to make the investment to get a little farther and and not little to get a lot farther. Aiden, you got anything? Yeah, so 
I think back in the day, yes, it, when I first started, I think the slow leveling was important, uh, but not anymore. Uh, back then, traveling to other parks wasn't easy. Getting to Amtgard wasn't easy. There weren't huge games, but now that there are, we all should be playing with the same rules. And having certain people who are out at these games playing at different rules because they haven't been in the game long enough, it, it adds to a lot of confusion. <laughs> in the games we mm -hmm. should we should all be playing the same thing right um it's been interesting to hear the the different opinions on the do we need the slow level or do we not need the slow level and a lot of it comes down to the amount of dedication you put into learning your class like mm -hmm. if you want to be a paragon you're obviously going to spend you know night and day looking through the book trying to figure out a way to get better if you want to just come out and shoot and play maybe the slow level is better because you're not going to get a new ability every two weeks or something like that. Um, I lost my train of thought. I had a transition, now it's gone. <laughs> oh, yeah. okay. Going back to the beginning, when you guys are level ones, what are three things you wish you knew about uh, playing Archer when you started playing Archer or when you started trying to go for Paragon? Uh, I would say, uh, one, how to make safer equipment. At the beginning of the game, our stuff was not safe. <laughs> um, and, <laughs> no. No. and we learned and we learned and we made it better. Um, I, yeah. I just wish that learning curve had started a lot earlier. Um, yep. We're in a really good place right now. Uh, two, I, I don't have to be at AntGuard to be shooting. Uh, practice at home. Find ways to to go out on your own and practice archery, just to get out there doing it. And the and the third thing, uh, don't dry fire your bow, especially oh. indoors. Uh, I have I had glass in my hair from the light bulb for a week after finding that out. <laughs> Good job, Aiden. <laughs> I'm sorry. That, that's just, that's really funny. Uh, you guys? Um, for me, um, investment. Rather than buying the cheap Walmart arrows, save up some money and get some decent stock. They will last longer on the field and they can take more abuse. Um, those Walmart arrows are, like, they shatter easy if they get stepped on whereas i have arrows of this type i took them to clan where we had people stomping on them on purpose and everything and they couldn't break them <laughs> um so it's worth a little bit of extra money to do it that way um second um just practice 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 don't rely on going to parks and where to what in said especially during this pandemic if you want to get good at archer during the pandemic find out find a place in your city that allows you to shoot bring your arrows set up a shield or get a friend because they're going to be like 50 to 75 feet away and have them hold a shield for you and switch off hit some moving targets it's lots of fun um and third just don't be that guy 
<laughs> you know what, I, what guy I'm talking about. The one who, who just gets real nasty with all the other players, thinks they're better than everybody else. That was me when I first started. I have, you know, adulthooded since then. <laughs> we grew into being not assholes. Yes. Not yeah, assholery is a skill. Bayless, what you got? Um, I second the safe gear. Um, keep in mind that fast is slow and slow is fast. Build your... Um, don't get frustrated when you're starting off because it can be frustrating. Keeping the arrow knocked can be frustrating. You're, <laughs> you're going to be firing for months before you can consistently even knock and keep keep everything together. <laughs> yeah. Um, and don't be afraid to try things. Try everything. Um, what works for me is not going to work for this person. Might work for this person. Um, experiment. Don't be don't be afraid. Uh, archery in the beginning really intimidated me. I thought there was a set just how to be. And it wasn't until I started trying my own stuff and just doing wacky stuff uh, that I really started getting better and better. I mean, even something crazy like at park, if guys got throw he's throwing the air shoot him out of the air or balls or um there's there's always ways to improve at home if you don't have a place where you can shoot that does 50 feet in your house against a couch aim for the crack it's only 20 feet but 20 feet is 20 feet you can even practice i practice my half draw all all the time because if you don't have to think about it you can actually it, it becomes really effective where you don't have to think about it, someone's rushing you, they're too close, you can still get them, you can still stop them. Um, so all ranges are really important. But just have fun with it and keep trying new stuff. Mm -hmm. That's most of from what I experienced. Um, there's a, a TikTok video that uh, Dryer Breaker, Baker put up, um, Come Try Life. Um, the, Dyer Parker. Yeah, Parker. You just put up, <laughs> Uh, a shower curtain in a hallway and then shoot at it and mm -hmm. as long as it's a heavy enough shower curtain you're just dropping your arrows right there paint a target on it whatever that's a cheap easy option to you know keep practice even in like we're all up in the midwest so it's cold and it's snow outside so i don't really want to go shoot a bow outside but i'll shoot it in my hallway because that's i mean it's like 25 feet but it's still a, a hallway mm -hmm. better than nothing um, I shoot my couch all the time. The cats don't even get bothered. They'll be sitting up on top of the couch, and I'll be shooting the cracks of the couch, and they don't even flinch. That is training. <laughs> That's cats. Yeah, <laughs> Arrow whizzes by. You missed. Get back. Um, so the three things you guys wished you knew. Uh, now that you're in, <clears throat> excuse me. Now that you're paragons, you've been playing for a while. Uh, what are abilities that you definitely go to every time like things that you like specialty arrows that you really like um uh knowing how certain mechanics work and things like that are there specific powers abilities or game mechanics that you guys really focus on learning um how powerful suppression arrows are um especially if you don't kill the caster with it if you kill the caster with it you might as well have shot him with a regular arrow um, but suppression arrows are also extremely effective against barbarians because they cannot fight after death if you hit them with a suppression. Um, 
along that line, pinning arrows and barbarians. You can kill a barbarian with a pinning arrow, and if they fight after death, they don't get to move. And it's really funny when they figure that out. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The the sniper ability is way better than you think it is. Um, Especially when you properly use your recharge. Get good at it. Say it over and over again. While you're at work, repeat it to yourself. Put like, it to a beat. Yep. Because if you can, if you can get your arrows, your specialty arrows, over and over again quickly, you're golden. Halos, anything? Um, it's gonna sound stupid, but for me, cardio and precision, those are the two things I rely on the most. Um, the cardio for me, the way I play, is key. It really, really makes a difference. Precision, there's a lot of times where I my target will be two or three people deep, mm-hmm. and I will pick that shot. I'll go past two or three people and make a solid hit where I need it to go, and people are like, what the hell was that? <laughs> what the heck was that? Um, precision for me is a, um, I don't do long-distance shots as much. I tend to be that about 30-footer, um, but for me, cardio, precision, just making that shot at the big difference. And then speed shoot. Um, I've got my shot down pretty fast. I'm not as fast as a lot of the guys. Some of those guys are crazy. Um, but I'm fairly fast. So that makes a difference. That made a difference in the for me enjoying it in the in the field a lot. That's a good transition to what are abilities and things you want to focus on like outside of the field. What are things you can do in your everyday life just to get better at being an archer? I mean, we mentioned the just keep repeating the charging cant to yourself over and over and over again and getting faster at that. Mm-hmm. I know that for anybody that needs the charging cant, do it. Like, yes, it's it's super useful. It's not that long. And once it's in your head, it's there, like, <laughs> forever. It doesn't go away. <laughs> no. It's kind of catchy, like, awkwardly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So outside the game, things that you guys can work on or or things that you can do in your everyday life that make it easier to continue getting better? Uh, Grip training, for me, that was a big part of it. Um, Gives me a lot more endurance. And the best way for me to do that was making chain mail. Um, Electric fencing wire, you do a few thousand of those links... And your hands are really strong. Yeah. Nobody plays that little hand handshake crush game with me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's also a good point. Is that archers can wear armor, and you probably should do it if you can, because yep. armor is, yes. is which we'll get to later in a, in a couple seconds about or a couple minutes. We talk for longer than seconds. Um, <laughs> the importance of armor. We'll get into that in a, in a bit. Yeah, and I think that's what uh, what I would would say is moving in armor. Get used to moving in armor and shooting in your armor. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of armor can really stop you from being able to shoot accurately. Yeah, it's one of the um, reasons I prefer cloth or chain for archer rather than leather. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It sounds stupid, but this little callus right here on top of your finger. <laughs> 
that is that is critical. Those calluses on your fingers that you get, <laughs> nurture them, <laughs> keep keep them oh, up yeah. because it makes a difference on your your string. How how long you can shoot today without making a bloody mess? Um, <laughs> training the people you play with. Um, I constantly when people die playing with them, on the way back to a spawn point, they're grabbing my arrows. When I go back to spawn point, I usually have a stack of arrows there waiting for. I stick them in there and I'm good to go. So them no, or they'll come right up and stick a special arrow in my side and put it on my back. I mean, the people learn what makes you more effective. Um, teamwork makes a big difference. And then lunges. When you're picking up arrows all day long and you're doing those lunges, at the end of the day, to avoid the cramps that you will get, do lunges. It's, <laughs> yeah, Turkish lunges especially because it sounds stupid, but it makes a difference because you're doing lunges all day long picking up arrows. <laughs> getting getting fit this sounds like almost as bad as like getting used to your armor as a warrior like all right bench 35 pounds be able to squat 200 pounds and then you'll be a good archer continue <laughs> 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 um it's it's uh it's something we've talked about every well we've only done three of these but bard paladin and archer can all wear armor and just getting used to your armor has always been a big factor because if you're not used to how it feels you're gonna play subpar in that equipment it's not going to feel the same yeah. um mm-hmm. Sorry. you're good go 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 i'm sitting back uh, here. you guys are the stars i was gonna turn it over to aiden because he's been suspiciously quiet oh, this oh, time no. <laughs> <laughs> um if we've got that out of the way then we're gonna move on to from my perspective and completely correct me if i'm wrong there are two general types of... You can kind of categorize the archers into either turret style or running gun. Um, is that correct, or is there another one that I'm missing? That's... I mean, like uh, like Eola said earlier, there is the mid, like the, the okay. person who is in between the two. Yeah. So we've got the, the turret, the running gun, and the, the midliner. Kind of like if that. you're carrying enough arrows, you can be turret anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> If you can yep. get a trash bag, where you want. Uh, <laughs> well, the other thing that works really well, if you're being mobile but not run and gun, mm-hmm. um, those golf bags with the kickstands. Oh, yeah. Those are awesome. <laughs> mobile ammo. <laughs> mobile ammo hotspots, yes. Yep. The... Especially if you get a group of archers in a large game. Was it? Oh, okay. So I think it was six years ago from this story and ben you're the one that told it to me vincent you're the one that told it to me where uh quiet brought a a garbage like a 55 gallon drum garbage bag garbage uh can can can, trash can (laughs) brought a trash can to the field of just phase arrows yes um were there wheels on that by any chance or did he just have like pages carrying it around (laughs) It was either him carrying it or other people. Oh my god! It was, it was a wild day, and it was a very effective use of sniper. I mean, if you never have to go pick up arrows, there's, <laughs> you can just keep going. Um, so the benefits of the the pros and cons of turret and running gun, because they're they're, I mean, they've got different pros and cons to them, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. What are what are some pros and cons, and are there is is one or, or one of the three better than the other in your opinion, or do you think that it's important to be able to 
be bouncing around between all three as needed. I don't think any of them are personally better than the others. I think it's entirely situational and usually dependent on the size of the field. Now, um, for a park level, you're probably going to want to run and gun, especially if you have a rather large playing field, like take Icehaven, for example. Our playing field is massive. If we have a 12-person game or something like that, you're going to want to move around. Um, a kingdom-level event, you're probably going to either want to go... You could do run and gun, but personally, I prefer either turret or midline. Um, Inner Kingdom events, I am very firmly in the turret category because I don't want to get steamrolled. <laughs> yep, uh, I, I like in big battles going with turret, uh, but you always got to be ready to go to that mid level. Uh, if you see a spot that needs mm -hmm. help, be willing to grab a bunch of arrows and get over there. Yeah. I know, Ale, as you do mostly midline and a lot of running it's it's a lot of running. i think being able to play all of them um even if you have a favorite being able to do it all it's that's what separates a lot of people separates it just uh, being the, able to effectively do it all yeah the chaff from the paragon <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah being able to be versatile is an important thing um all right so now yeah. we've uh We've gotten to our our spicy bit. This is this is gonna be fun. So for context for everyone else, uh, there's a discussion going on around Amcar that archers are somewhat broken because nobody wears armor. Um, <laughs> how do you guys take that <laughs> as as Paragon archers? Do you see like if someone's if if an entire field is running around and there's like four warriors in armor? Do you feel like gods? Not really. I mean, so there are several classes with ways around arrows. Mm -hmm. Monks can block them. Healers, I believe, are the ones who get pro prog. Yep. Druids get stone skin. Mm -hmm. And like, and ninety percent of the classes can wear armor. You don't need to wear six points of armor to be wearing armor yes a One warrior can just as effective as three yeah this is true it's yeah i mean it used to be where an archer would deal what six <laughs> six <laughs> this is v7 um, i'm very bad at that oh yeah <laughs> um you could two shots you could take down a warrior in full play it was it was ridiculous and we used to have an arrow and i miss it so much the armor piercing arrow it would ignore armor yep we we used to be able to take down fully armored people now yep. we can't go through cloth yes <laughs> so like it people are talking about how archer is just so op there's 80 bajillion things that can be done to stop an arrow. Yeah. Like, armor is not the only thing at all. I think armor or arrows versus no armor is balanced. I think that is that is realistic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you're not wearing armor, that is a personal choice unless you have a class that doesn't have it. You right. know what the ultimate counter to an arrow is? 
I'll do it. Just get out of the just, way. Just, just, <laughs> <do it. laughs> just take that sidestep and you're done. It's pay very more, easy. Pay more attention. Get out of the way. Like carry a shield. But I don't think if we remove armor, we have to remove archery because otherwise unfair. No, that's, I think that's a silly way of looking at it. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause if you get rid of armor, just get rid of some of the specialty arrows then. Yeah, sure. Right. A regular so, arrow versus a regular person should still be a one shot. Yeah. yeah. And it's, that's kind of their concern is that they're the people that play and don't wear armor on a large scale and these archers are one-shotting them they feel slighted because they're used to you know not being one-shot by everybody um but i mean if you're not wearing everyone dies everyone dies to foam right so just hit (laughs) hit him with it it's it's a it's an interesting like if people aren't wearing armor because they're choosing not to wear armor that's their choice they're purposely handicapping themselves especially if they're playing any martial class because you've got at least two points yeah besides monk but then you just you know hand block away the arrows hand block weapon block whatever mm-hmm. but like you know uh, even even on hot days you know what works great for hot days a gambeson you sweat into it and that thing is better than under armor or douse it in water like, just it replicates the weight of chainmail when you get it all drenched up. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> or wear chainmail with nothing under it. But like, yeah, you'll be a little dirtier when you're finished, but breezes feel amazing. That's true. I mean, unless yeah. you've got sharp edges <laughs> on that chainmail. <laughs> yeah. Most chainmail that's going to cheese grate your skin. <laughs> Oof. Just get a long sleeve shirt and throw it away at the end of the day because it's gone probably. It's, um, yeah, I put this in here specifically because there are discussions about nerfing archers because people don't wear armor as much. And we already got nerfed. Come on, pick on somebody else. So (laughs) here's a a follow-up question that I didn't put on the list, but you made me think of it. Does the piercing arrow need to come back? I don't think so. Um, I do love, I did love my armor piercing arrow, but Ampgard is such a target-rich environment that I think warriors should have their their fun. When V8 first started, I would say, yes, yes, we definitely need it back. We need it, we need it, we need it. But after playing, it's like, it's balanced. Did we freeze again? No! <laughs> again. Okay. There he is. Some resets. And he's back. (laughs) Thank you, Internet, for being terrible. Um... (laughs) Oh, no. I want to do that. There we go. Okay. So. Honestly, every, every class needs a hard counter. Mm-hmm. Warrior is our hard counter. Monk mm, depends on the skill of the monk, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but a hard counter is somebody who, by default, if they're using, you know, all their class equipment, they will 
turn us into paste. Like <laughs> a warrior can run through an archer easy. If they can catch us. It's a good point. If they've got six <laughs> points of armor on, they're probably not sprinting, the, you know, fast. As long as I can get through that first volley. Yeah. Yeah. You know. um, so, Ailis, you didn't play in V7, correct? No. So what is no. your opinion on an on, on a armor-piercing arrow? Um, from the sounds of it, I think I think things are. Good. I've earned the nickname Armor Bane, so uh, I do okay <laughs> with it. A lot of it's just learning which arrows do what and when to make them. So, yeah. if you can't break their armor or their shield, break their weapon. Yep. That's a tricky shot, but it's hysterical. Like, there's a. There, there's a, a, a rumor that if you can pull it off, you should be a Paragon Wizard. Of if you have a fireball that's active and someone goes to sh- throw a shot at you and you toss it up and block the shot with the fireball <laughs> as it leaves your hand. I think there should be a similar thing for archers to like, if someone's coming in to shoot you and you just pop the pop their uh, <laughs> their weapon before it hits. That's, that's mm-hmm. quick fire. That or shooting a spell ball out of a oh. wizard's hand. There is picture evidence of me doing that to uh, Winter. That's amazing. At Clan. Yep. That's he's just got his hand out like this, and you can see like his fingers bent to the side because I had just shot it. I felt a little bad because it hurt his finger, but I was so proud of that shot. He better have taken that shot. Oh, he did. (laughs) Getting those. Those really ridiculous shots. I remember specifically, uh, Tice came to a GAC, and if you guys haven't been to our GAC before, our listeners, there's a uh, a castle that's it's a fort, and it's got windows in it, and they're like three ish feet by three ish feet. And he was armed, so he shot me using his foot, like he was holding the bow on his foot, and he shot me through the window at like thirty feet. It was. Mm-hmm. Like most ridiculous shot I've ever seen. I, I, he just was waving at me through the window, smiling, just like, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> I think Archer lends itself to some of those legendary things because you pull off those shots. Like Vincent, you have one where you bounced uh, a was it a pinning arrow or a destruction arrow on like three shields? Pinning, and it was five. It's um, ridiculous. It was basically a shield wall that was surrounding us, and I was on the left side of our little group and I just got at just the right angle and their shields were at the right spot and it just zipped right around and pinned all of them and we just walked away <laughs> it's there are very few classes that lend itself to that legendary kind of feel that mm. happens when you get those ridiculous those those things that are ridiculous to pull off um it's very it's very fun mm-hmm um so those are all my questions do you guys have anything you want to add before we open up the floor not particularly okay so if you are in our chat and muted you can currently unchat unmute yourselves um and ask any questions you guys have for our our panel of paragons here question coming from cena um compared to the other classes that are also able to use a bow is archer your favorite or was it more your first love 
both <laughs> for me it was first love and i've really not done anything else yeah Payless? uh i got mixed feelings on this one um i enjoy archer a lot uh but i really enjoyed it a lot I and mean, i'm gonna be trying druid come so but there's a purity with archer that there's just days where it just feels when your shots are on and you're having fun and people are laughing, mm-hmm. you don't get a groin shot. <laughs> um, <laughs> those days make Archer just that much. So there is a purity there. It just makes it a blast. You're really concentrating on one or two things. Wait, just... so we're, we're not supposed to shoot people in the groin. <laughs> <laughs> this is news. <laughs> when did this happen? I mean, I've said it a couple times that bow users have an ability to take somebody out of the game if they really feel like it. It's called just shooting him in the dick, but yeah, you have to be willing to do it. Yeah. I've had to explain that to a lot of people. For me, personally, I'm I'm known for having dick-seeking arrows, um, and I've never purposely shot something groin. Um, I figured it out for me. It's a matter of where a shield sits, where if I'm going for a kill shot, I have one spot on either side and if they move six four to six inches either way in the process it's it's going to be great mm-hmm. so unfortunately i've kind of learned to take more leg shots or shoulder or whatever but um for me that's usually when they happen yeah going around a shield or bad wind or whatever and you bump. want you want your arrow to be going down you don't want it to be going up or near anyone's face so yeah like a lot of times it might start here but it'll it'll lead down and it'll end up a great shot. Yeah, gravity is a cruel mistress. <laughs> <laughs> just sniping people's dicks from thirty feet out, just like yeah, pa. Oh, it's mean. <laughs> um, I think the other factor that comes in and people complain about dick shots so much is everyone's swords are up here. Like when you're fighting, it's it's kind of hard to get a dick shot because you have to go kind of low and then back up around a shield. But arrows are right at that right. I mean, they're they're yep. coming in at the right angle. Your weapon, they're not coming down on anything. They're coming either, they're they're coming down from a lower perspective. But it's also you have a lot of shots. I would argue that archers shoot more shots around that midsection than anybody else in the field because mm-hmm. this midsection is kind of hard, especially if you got a board. It's hard to hit with a sword. But an arrow, someone turns a little bit, right in there. Plus, you'd rather it be there than the face. Yeah. 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 Face, throat. That is one of the things that then Archer is always worried about is aiming too high. Right. We don't want to hit people in the face. We don't want to take people out of the game for, you know, getting hit in the face or anything like that. and Or getting hit in the throat. It's, it's dangerous, but we accept the risk and the fun that it comes with. Mm-hmm. Um, any other questions, comments, concerns? personal attacks on myself oh i got those (laughs) (laughs) moving into v9 uh what one change would you make to archer shields i want our shields back you had shields (laughs) yes we did yes you could carry a shield yes and it was amazing (laughs) and you could wear armor more than more than one point yeah it was Small shield is strapped to the hand. Yep. 
And what, like three points of armor? Four points? Yeah. That's a lot of armor. Yep. Mm-hmm. There was It was a lot easier to break armor back then. Right, because people were shooting for three or four points. Yeah. yeah. Also back then, there was uh, a different type of balance where if I was playing archer, I could be the only archer on my team. You couldn't have a second archer unless you were ha- had more than seven people play. Oh, yeah. Right. They had the number of people per play. Yeah. I know that was broken a lot with wizards and things like that because it was supposed to be like one to ten or whatever. And mm-hmm. it did not happen very often. So the wizards are just wrecking face. Um, talking about V9, is there anything from V7 that was kind of like kitschy or campy that you'd like to see? Or Aeolus, is there anything that you'd like to see that's kind of kitschy or campy brought into V9 for Archer? Like they have to have a Robin Hood hat or something silly like that. God, no. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be fun. Um, no, I guess on the top of my head. <laughs> Sorry. Ah. <laughs> uh. No, was there i don't so i know that like bards had to have instruments wizards had to have a hat of some sort was there anything that the archers had to have specifically or was it just the bow was the signifier oh was the bow. bow yeah okay i honestly would like to see damage come back like points of damage yeah instead of everything being a one shot it's it's multiple points yeah it was so satisfying yelling five five, mm-hmm. five in big groups of people yeah it's a lot. It's a lot of damage. Yeah. It yeah. was, but you still had to hit that same target again. Right. It'd be interesting to see the mechanics that are moving forward. Because um, there's a lot of people that really like certain things about V7. Um, V8 is a lot simpler and easier for everyone to pick up. Uh, and I think we're going to see kind of a merging of the two probably towards V9. Mm-hmm. we'll see any other questions no all right uh then that's where we'll close tonight um it's been an one hour week. it's been a long week it's been a long week uh so thank you all for coming and joining us and thank you for uh paragons to join and talk about this discussion um the video will be up sometime this week when i get over to it and uh the podcast will be up on those uh spotify and podcast app and a couple other ones as soon as uh i get that set so uh thank you all i'm gonna stop recording now thank you for joining us for another episode of the paragon path if you like our content please like subscribe or follow on any way you can if you would like to see more of our content please Follow us anywhere you can find us on Spotify, Google Music, YouTube Music, anywhere that you get your podcasts from. Also, we are available on YouTube and have our own channel. Please subscribe and like as normal, and we'll hope to see you next time.